Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I want to first give a big shout out to all of my international listeners and to my entire West A family. In the studio with me today is my guest, Miss Amy Liu, who is the host and creator of the Amy Liu Presents talk show to empower women from an Asian American perspective. Amy is motivated to make a change in mainstream media's lack of representation for Asian Americans and women. She launched her show last year and has achieved incredible success in featuring all genders and ethnicities to date. So, Amy, I want to welcome you to the Transformation for Success show. Hi, Dr. Young and all the listeners out there. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm so honored, and I think we're going to have some great uh, great time, and we're going to have some fun. Yeah, we are, and I'm just honored to have you on the show. You know, and I want to welcome all of those who are listening to today's show that to call in if you have questions or if you'd just like to join in the discussion with me and Amy. And you can call directly, toll-free, to 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Again, that's eight 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 three four six nine one four one. And in case your friends were not able to listen, this show is archived and downloaded at a later time, so you can look at this anytime on your iPhone or your Samsung, Android, at your leisure. The Transformation for Success show is syndicated, and it's on both the Empowerment and Women's channels. So I'm here every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So also, if any of you have comments or suggestions about this show, you can contact me via Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And I invite you also to check out my TV channel, Transformation Success, via VoiceAmericaTV.com. And you can view the show online on your Android, iPhone, or even your iPad, The Total Woman Show. So anyway, now to today's guest. Amy, let me, let me share a bit about your background because when I had the opportunity to meet you uh, last year, I was so impressed with your passion, not only for Asian women, but for all women, and how you wanted to create a voice for women of all ages, and more importantly, that you were doing it. And I loved it when you shared with me how important you think it is to create a positive community and a safe place where people are proud to be who they are. So thank you for that, Amy. Now, Amy's background is very interesting. She was a social media and community editor for a public affairs television news show. She is a freelance reporter for a local TV station in El Segundo, California, where she covers some of the largest events in the city. She was a former freelance reporter for NBC Asian American and also worked in radio at Marketplace and KANPR affiliate KPCC. This young woman speaks three dialects of Chinese, Mandarin, Cantonese, 
and Tao Chu, which is a unique Chinese dialect from the Guangdong province in southern China. And also she speaks conversational Spanish. She studied at Hong Kong University and the Pontifica University of Salamanca in Spain. She graduated cum laude from UCLA, my rival. I'm a USC grad, Amy. Go <laughs> <laughs> <The> Bruins. <laughs> and she graduated cum laude in communication studies, and she was an Asian American studies minor. I'm telling you, this young woman is on the move and one to be watched. So, Amy, again, welcome to the show. And I hope it didn't mispronounce some of these uh, words. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's tricky. Um, it's actually, uh, I, uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, it's hard to pronounce. Uh, it's actually Dio Chu, um, and okay. some people call it Chu Chao. <laughs> so the the Chinese dialect, uh, that one's actually a, a very unique dialect because it's uh, it's a diaspora all across the um, the world actually, but it's actually stemmed from Guangdong, China, which is a southern Chinese province, and um, I speak that at home with my parents, and that's what I've learned ever since I was a, a little girl, and and uh, I've been I still speak that at home with my parents. So, um, not a lot of people know about that dialect, and and uh, there's yep. it's it's a it's a niche niche community, but but uh, I really but a lot of people do speak it all across the world, but it's not as uh, it, the mainstream uh, dialect in China right now is Mandarin, and a lot of people also speak Cantonese, which is what they speak in Hong Kong and a lot of southern China as well. So. Uh, those are the other dialects oh, I speak. The, the other dialects. Now, pronounce it Teochew? Uh, yeah, Teochew. Oh, I did it, Teochew. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm going to be good. I, I can probably learn to speak that dialect. Now, how do I say hello in Teochew? <sighs> Lu ha. Lu ha. Yeah. <laughs> to my listeners out there, Lu ha. Okay. You know, one of the things I wanted to to sort of state too, Amy, before we begin our discussion is that I don't know if a lot of people here in the local communities or even around the United States know that the uh, the American Asians comprise one of the fastest growing groups in North America. And 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 you've just illustrated today how highly diverse they are, including the dozens of ethnicities and languages that include also individuals with Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Indonesian, Laotian, Philippine, Thai, and Vietnamese ancestry. So I am so happy that you're doing what you're doing, and I'm happy to have you on the show, because one of the factors I do know about the Asian community, because I grew up in Berkeley, California, where there were a lot of Japanese um, and many Asian Americans in that community, as you know, San Francisco and Berkeley. And one of the things that I grew up knowing is that Asian Americans commonly face challenges in establishing cultural identity particularly the second-generation uh, immigrants, and they, they struggle to sort of balance the traditional cultural ideas with the pressure of assimilating into the American cultural society. So what was your early upbringing like, and was this a part that impacted you in facing some of those challenges? Right, right. I'm glad you asked that question. It's um, it's a important one, and I think that uh, first of all, Asian Americans is uh, it's in comprises of a lot of different um, different 
people from different Asian countries mm-hmm. uh, as the ones you've mentioned. It's just mm-hmm. incredibly diverse, and uh, with that, with a lot of people from different uh, backgrounds that speak all different kinds of languages. And mm-hmm. so I think as I was learning, because uh, I also minored in Asian American studies, I think that one of the reasons why it's uh, grouped under Asian Americans is so that we can have a more, one of the reasons is so mm-hmm. that there's more a more of a cohesive group as far as, um, I, I believe one of them is to um, have a more stronger um, and bigger group as far as fighting for causes. Um, right, so you have a voice. Civil rights causes to have right. a, you know, a bigger number, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, the, uh, the uh, flip side to that is just that there's just so many different, you know, different communities, you know, like, for example, you know, one country, one Asian country is so, you know, different than another Asian country. So, um, you know, the language alone uh, is is different. And so, um, my background growing up is it is true east versus west is a very common theme as far as the second mm-hmm. generation um, immigrants mm-hmm. uh, especially for asian americans and uh, uh, I think it's the western culture see- tends to be more individualistic um, mm-hmm. more uh, right. more like Absolutely. you know hey i 'm going to um, you know, make it on my own and, and you know, I'm gonna move out at 18, you know, I'm gonna, you know, get my own place, you know, as, you know, as soon as I become an adult. And whereas the Asian culture is more like collectivist, you know, and Absolutely. it's more like yeah. family oriented, right. more like, uh, I think it stems more like the Confucianist tradition mm-hmm. as more like some filial piety, you know, um, and so, uh, you know, we stick together as a family and, you know, my mom and dad, they really want me to, you know, uh, <laughs> stay close to home as, as much as possible. And right. they don't want me to move out, you know, as, as much as, <laughs> as, 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 you know, they want me to stay as long as possible. And, um, so, uh, that's definitely something, uh, that, uh, I've, I've dealt with through the years and, um, they want, they want me, you know, I, I guess every parent is like this. They, they want me to, they want to keep their baby close as, as close <laughs> as possible, as long as of possible. Course. They want to hold them, you of know, course. close to them, you know, as, 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 as dearly as possible, as, as tightly as possible. So, um, and so, uh, yeah, I've had to, you know, really, uh, push for my independence and to, you know, really push for, you know, developing my independence and my independent ideas I guess a little bit more so just because of my um, background, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, just more, uh, just try to find my individual identity and, well, you know, in, Amy, you know, and try and, to balance and, uh, that East versus West right. uh, mental, uh, background, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to say this. I do know... Um, what you're explaining is really, it's difficult in a sense because the traditional Asian family, the parents define the law and the children are expected to abide by their requests and demands. So respect for one's parents and elders, it's critically important. And with, with second generation uh, Asian Americans, I imagine it, it's it's difficult trying to uh, you know, find that that balance because there are certain rules of conduct that are ingrained in you, and then 
to try to break out of that mold. So, you know, it's interesting. And I can see some of the conflicts that some of the younger generation, like yourself, you're a millennial and, and that you're having with that, trying to declare that independence. But I just, again, want to say that what you're doing is sharing the some of the challenges and some of the triumphs that Asian American women are making today. So share with me a little bit of how did you overcome some of the limiting cultural beliefs that you grew up with and to break out of the mold? Because, I mean, girl, you're in television and radio. That is not <laughs> the norm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is true. Um, it, yeah, my parents are pr- uh, relatively traditional um, mm-hmm. now that you mentioned it. And and they, uh, you know, they for the traditional reporter, television news reporter route is to go to a small market in, um, you know, just uh, a small city, you know, anywhere in the United States. And um, at first they were very reluctant to do that. Um, that's a different route. That, that's a, a route and a traditional route that TV news reporters go to. And there's, you know, they start with a small market and then they work their way up to a media market and then uh, the large markets. New York is number one, LA is number two. And um, so uh, at first they were like, oh, don't do that because it's so far, don't move. And they, you know, they were like, oh, but if you, you know, I, I would feel more comfortable if you were a boy, you know. And, uh, you know, so that just tells me that, oh, uh, so I could do more if I was a boy, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, like you said, the limitations, you know, you know that, you know, just cause I'm a girl, I can't, you know, I guess it's the, like the prote- the protection aspect of it, just, you know, trying to shield, shield me just because shield me from the dangers of the world, just because I'm a girl, uh, is, uh, it makes me you know, it puts uh, some limitations and boundaries around me. So uh, that is something I have had to overcome. But now that I'm, you know, hosting um, and I have created my own show, I am able to do it here in Southern California. And and that is one way. That is a one way I have been able to balance that. And um, and I'm really happy that I'm am able to do it here. And um, so I guess that moving aspect has doesn't really. Um, matter as much as anymore, but, uh, but that is one way I have been able to combat that. Uh, uh, but in general, I I just feel that, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter if I moved or not. I think I would have done it anyway, but I think that that extra limitation that they put on me just because I'm a girl, uh, because they want to protect me more is, is, something that's difficult and one added layer of limitation that I wouldn't have if I were a boy. Did you feel comfortable rebelling in a sense because you were sort of rebelling, you know, against, you know, against all of these, you know, beliefs about boys and girls and and, uh, what you should do? How how did you overcome them? I mean, how did you really break free? Did you just say, I'm doing it no matter what? Or did you just move no matter what in your mind? What went through your mind? How did you get over that? Yeah, I had to do some soul searching, to be honest. Uh And um, I just thought, you know, I just thought about it for a long time. And I realized, you know, I had to find out what was most important to me. Uh And... um, and 
I really want to do my talk show and I feel like it's so important to me and mm-hmm. I realized that I could do it anywhere in the world. And mm-hmm. so why not just do it here in Southern California? So it, at that point, it didn't really matter if I moved or not. Mm-hmm. And so um, that that particular part didn't really matter. Um, but as far as... Um, I, I, just had, I just have to... I guess that particular example, mm-hmm. I, I just have to keep telling them that, you know, that's not right. You know, I would just keep <laughs> reminding them that, you know, boys and girls are equal. <laughs> I can are, do, are, girls can do as much as boys. <laughs> are, there, are you the only girl or, or we, do you have boys in the family? Um, actually, I have a younger sister, so it's mm-hmm. just two girls. Okay, so they really didn't have a, a, a model <laughs> uh, uh, that they could groom <laughs> for the role yeah, of the Yeah, my, my, my dad is the only male in the family. <laughs> so it's my mom, my, uh, me, my sister and I, so it's three women, and, and my, my dad is the only male. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to take a quick so, break. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about... What inspired you to create the Amy Lou Presents Talk Show? So, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with my guest, Miss Amy Lou. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back in my studio with me today is my guest, Miss Amy Liu, who is the host and creator of the Amy Liu Presents Talk Show to empower women from an Asian American perspective. So, 
Amy, before we went for a commercial break, we were talking about some of the things in terms of breaking free of some of those limiting cultural beliefs and how you jumped out of the box, decided, and I heard you say, what was important was for you to do some soul searching to really figure out what it was you wanted to do. And on break, we sort of talked a little bit about uh, what it might have been for your mother or your mother's mother in that cult, in the Chinese culture, Asian American culture, and trying to break free, or maybe they didn't even dare. So you had something to say about that, about your mother's uh, background. Actually, yeah. I tend to think mm-hmm. about my mom's side. Uh, there, there were more women in the families than men. There's four women and four four girls and four sisters and three brothers on my mom's side. And so the women mm-hmm. outnumbered the men. And as a matter of fact, my grandfather, uh, when they were living in Vietnam, before the Vietnam War, was the chef in the family. Mm-hmm. You know, he was taking care of the, the family at home. While my grandma was the one out there running the family business, selling the kids' clothing. and. Mm taking mm-hmm. care of the family finances. And my aunt, my um, my oldest sister? two aunts were the mm-hmm. ones going out there helping my grandma with the family business. So my uh, on my mom's side, the women are very strong. So maybe that's what probably helped you. Maybe your mom, you know sort of realize uh, generationally, Amy has to fly because it's probably in the DNA. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So possibly you had a little something working on you, working behind the scenes for you, girl. (laughs) But you never thought about that uh, before. (laughs) Actually, on my dad's side, the women outnumbered the the men too. There's two boys. (laughs) And three women. <laughs> two, so you had a lot two, going for you. Two brothers and three sisters. So my dad has three sisters, and it's just him and his brother. And um, my, as a matter of fact, my grandma was a, is a very powerful woman figure. She's 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 in control of the family. Oh, that's great. I mean, you know, that's maybe not as traditional as some people might think, but uh, we women have a lot of power. And, I guess maybe how that's uh, <laughs> it's how to use that power. Maybe that's how that. it is in um, Chu Chow families or Theoju families because um, I've I've seen some Theoju families where the the women are uh, in charge or more so in charge, and uh, the men are are kind of you know take the get, take the backseat a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe in. Uh, more so in in Theoju culture, but uh, not not in every single family, of course. Right. But um, I I think that uh, my grandfather didn't mind, you know, being the cook. He loved cooking, so he didn't mind being the cook at home. And probably your grandmother was very proficient at what she could do, and that's run a business, probably, you know, and and great for her that she was able to do that. Yeah, she was very entrepreneurial. mm Mm-hmm. So as a matter of fact, my my dad's side they had a beans business in in Vietnam as well before the war. See, so now you're going back through history and you're sending finding ah uh, that aha moment, Amy. 
Yeah, come to think of it, um, the Jew people are actually very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, look at, so, Amy Lou, what inspired you to create the Amy Lou Presents talk show? I mean, because you were a reporter and you were doing all these things for the uh, TV network, and she was still reporting on the news, but what inspired you to create the Amy Lou Presents talk show? Yeah, I kind of saw a pattern as I was working in the newsroom that there wasn't enough coverage. I felt that of the Asian American community, uh-huh. um, I noticed that there were just, it was underreported and um, not receiving as much coverage, I felt. And, uh-huh. um, and so I felt that why not I just create a show where I can spread more and more, raise the awareness. And mm-hmm. also increase the coverage of these issues and of and profile and feature these wonderful people in our community that are, aren't getting profiled mm-hmm. and um, seen otherwise. And also, um, you know, growing up and and just kind of observing the mainstream media, I just felt like women are are portrayed as sexual objects and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. subordinates. And I just felt that. Uh, that I, I kind of was sick and tired of seeing those kinds of images over and over again. And, mm-hmm. you know, women and, and, and even Asian Americans uh, of all, uh, women of all races and mm-hmm. um, um, of all shades and colors are, are so uh, diverse and so uh, in, in their, in their uh, skills and mm-hmm. their talents. And I feel like there's so many aspects to them that is not just, sexual, you know, and right, I just right. feel like, I just feel like I just want to profile and, um, uh, feature those different aspects of women mm-hmm. and, um, with an Asian American perspective, just because that's my background. That's great. Well, you know, um, one of the things what that I want to, you know, I was curious about is that what, is there a message that you want people to take away each week, uh, from your show? Yes, because, uh, yeah, and I just wanted to, uh, people to just kind of, I guess, normalize, normalize their community because, because, you know, if, if the stereotypes out there, uh, the Asian Americans currently are that, oh, you know, we're model minority, we're nerds, you know, mm-hmm. we're good at math, and, well, I'm not very good at math, uh, I mean, I'm, I was okay, but, you know, um, but the stereotype is that we're all, excellent at math and we excel in, in academics and we're model minority and we don't have any problems in our communities and, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and we all look like long duck dong and you know what I mean? Like, right, right, you know, right. It's like really harmful stereotypes and just really, uh, and just that I, I don't feel that really is accurate of our community, and those are those are um, damaging portrayals. And so, when people watch my show, and when uh, the the feeling and the 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 what I want people to take from my show is that it's just to normalize our community, and just like we're every, we're like everybody else with all different aspects and shades Absolutely. and colors, and we're just like everybody else, and we have different talents and interests and skills. And so, um, yeah, it's, the show is really for everybody, you know, of all different genders and races. It's just that it's empowering women with an Asian American perspective because I just happen to be a woman, and I just happen to be Asian American. 
but right. Um, right. and those are the communities that I want to um, empower and raise awareness for because uh-huh. through my experiences in my career, I felt that those um, communities are underserved, marginalized, and um, are not covered enough. And right. you know, if you look at the news, um, uh, uh, I'll just you know, for example, politics. You don't really hear about the Asian American vote, even like you like you said, they're the highest, they're the fastest growing. Uh, population in the nation, one of right. the fastest growing populations in the nation, right. Right. and they're not even mentioned about their votes, you know, and so you don't hear about that very often, and so, you know, I, I really want to be able to, you know, provide more coverage of right. these communities. I think that's great. Uh, breaking away from stereotypes, and I'm glad you mentioned a lot of that because, you know, the the the, the stereotypes for different races, uh, it's really something we need to break down and really bring more unity. And I'm glad you're doing that because times like where we're living in now, I think it's so important that we realize we're all one. I believe we're one in the spirit. You know, I could get a little spiritual here because I believe we're spirits uh, uh, occupying human bodies, having a uh, earth experience. But basically, I admire you for doing this. Now, uh, one of the things I'm asking, are you bringing a lot of Asian um, uh, politicos on the show, particularly women who are in politics? Because I know there are quite a few Asian women. Well, there are a few in California that are in politics. Are you bringing them on to interview them, and talk about their um, their experiences? I have not yet um, okay. for my uh, former episodes, but I mm-hmm. definitely have them on my list of future episodes to interview, and they mm-hmm. definitely are on the horizon for okay. the future episodes that I have coming up. Because it would be interesting to, to talk about the political influences that they do have and how does that uh, play in modern times and what are some of the, the future uh, expectations well, for more Asian Americans to be on the political scene, you know. So one of the other things I know that you've done a show, which I thought was very interesting, in featuring your mother. Uh, what was that like, <laughs> interviewing your mother? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, uh, that was one of the most, popular interviews, actually, because growing up, I heard her talk about her story as a refugee Mm -hmm. of the Vietnam War, and Mm -hmm. it was, you know, as a young girl, I was like, oh, my God, oh, uh, pirates attacked your ships, and um, they had long swords with um, long guns, and um, they pulled down their skull from the the pirate ship, and... um, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. and then I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then as I grew up, I was like, oh, my gosh, the, the you know, the gravity of the situation. And so um, I felt like this is a story that needed to be told and that more need, people needed to hear it. And so I had her tell her story in my show because I, I felt that, uh, and, and, you know, as a matter of fact, um, I, I want her to do the show. And my dad was like, uh, actually, I, I wrote some papers of this uh, story um, at UCLA. And my dad was like, oh, this story is so tired. You know, people hear it all the time already. And like, oh, uh, you know, it's already <laughs> written about. People yeah. know about it already. But, uh-huh. you know, actually, this her interview, my mom's interview, got a lot of really positive reaction from community and people all over the world, and especially the the Juju community all over the world, you know, wow. had really wow. positive feedback on it. And so, um, and so it, 
it is not tired. People still want to hear this stuff. And yes. so, um, yeah, so it was just a really treacherous journey uh, from mm-hmm. escaping mm-hmm. The, the Vietnam War after, after the ha- communists had won, and then, um, you know, going to a island off of Malaysia called Bidong Island and living there uh, in the refugee camps with just really dire conditions yeah. and... Yeah. Um, and then finally making it to the United States. But during that boat journey, it was just being attacked by pirate ships. Um, <laughs> you know, when you think of wow. pirates, it's like, oh, Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean. But these are pirates <laughs> yeah. off the Gulf yeah, of Thailand. Yeah, but that's not, the, that's not the true case. Was your mother comfortable in uh, sharing her experiences? You know, I, actually, she was because she has been um, telling me the story for all throughout my childhood. Okay. And so I said, hey, Mom, can you do this for my show? And she's uh-huh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Because, you know, one of the things I've often thought when you tell your stories, because our stories are not ours uniquely to own, but to share with others. And um, the reason why I ask that question, because it's such a healing uh, experience when you are able to share uh, your story. So I, I know your mom must have been really gratified to have such a favorable response and a uh, to and a widely uh, you know distributed response to her to the show. Well, tell me, uh, what has been your favorite interview so far, Amy? Yeah, that is um, actually speaking of that, it's actually been my mom's interview. Okay, wow, because all right because of the reaction and because it meant so much to her and to me, mm-hmm. and just be able just to be able to tell her story. And to share it with the world and um, the the positive response that it got, uh, and uh, to know that, um, and, and to be honest, just that uh, she was able to that America is a, a melting pot, mm-hmm. and that it is, you know, how important it is to uh, to accept refugees uh, that are struggling from all over the world. It is. It is. And, and I think, you know, to the pressures of having to assimilate uh, into American culture society after the experiences that many of the people who were on those islands who had to travel by boat and escape uh, communism, it must have been very, very difficult for them. So I applaud your mom. So you yeah, tell her. it was very hard she, because she didn't speak a, she a didn't word of speak English. A word of English. <laughs> Oh, my but goodness. she had to learn, and it was mm-hmm. a difficult process for her. So she had to really struggle and find jobs, and you know, uh, and really adapt to the uh, a totally different culture, country, language, and all of the above. Well, it, it's been quite an experience, and I'm glad you were able to write that in some of the papers and chronicle that at UCLA. And I'm sure you got an A on your papers too. <laughs> Well, you know, one of the questions I'm going to ask, and uh, real quickly, and we're going to take a break because we're not going to be able to finish it, but it's in your opinion worldwide, what do you think are some of the issues that women, just in general, are facing across the board today? Um, in the nation or the world? The world, just worldwide. What are some of the, some of the issues that women are facing across the board today? I think that's a... Uh... I think there are a number of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is that comes to mind is um, 
just that we're just the overall sense that we we just can't do it as well as men, you know, mm-hmm. like that we're just not as uh we can't you know um that we're we're not as good as the boys, you know, and we we can't do it as well as the men, and therefore it leads to things like the the wage gap between. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. men uh-huh. and women, you know, um, I, I forget the exact amount, but I think it's 70-something cents to the dollar right. um, that women, women make to, to men. And so there's that, um, that earning gap. And so, you know, because um, employers think that, you know, men are more valuable, valuable as far as penny-wise, uh-huh. uh-huh. um, uh-huh. so they pay men more than women. You know, and, and and you see it in Hollywood that they pet male male actors get paid more than the female actors. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why Paula Abdul quit American Idol because in 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 protest of her her income, and because she wasn't getting paid as much as the male as mm-hmm. her male counterparts, and um and so I think that that's uh that's unfair. one of the issues. And, okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come right back, and listeners, stay tuned, because we have a few more questions that Amy is going to answer for us today. So thank you for listening. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. There are many challenges associated with recovery from any issue. By building a support system of friends, family members, and professionals, you can overcome these challenges. Tune in to Rise Radio with host Randy Havison. On this program, we'll bring topics to the forefront like addiction, self-esteem, leadership, relationship building, and other topics to empower you and your support system to achieve a greater level of personal growth. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. You're listening to the Transformation for Success show today with my guest in the studio, Miss Amy Liu, who is the host and creator of the Amy Liu Presents Talk Show to empower women from an Asian American perspective. So in case your friends weren't able to listen to the show live, remember, the show is archived and downloaded 
download it at a later time. So I want you to please check in and listen to Amy Liu. Amy, when we went on break, we were talking about some of the issues that women are facing across the board today. And one of the things you talked about was the wage gap. And and, and certainly that is a big issue. But I want to sort of segue into what's happening today as a millennial. What do you see are some of the issues that are facing millennial women in the media today? Yeah, I think sort of related to that question, and I also want to just add uh, to the previous question and sort of related to this mm-hmm. question is that I've been seeing more and more violence against women. Um, maybe, I guess that's... Wow a theme that has been, you know, occurring over the centuries. But, you know, more and more so, I've, uh, you know, uh, recently I've been seeing, you know, especially for international women from Asian countries, and I've seen a a few from China, uh, international um, Uh uh, Asian women from, uh, especially uh, from China that have Uh happened in the recent years. And, um one actually very recently was a, a woman from China that was beaten to death by her boyfriend in London. And wow. so these mm-hmm. are young young millennial women mm-hmm. who are just traveling, you know, to other countries mm-hmm. and um and um are just getting beaten to death or killed or r- murdered and uh by their significant others or boyfriends mm-hmm. and uh, husbands or, or whomever mm-hmm. that are supposedly their loved ones. And it's just that, you know, violence against women and domestic abuse has been a, a reoccurring theme throughout the centuries. And I think that, you know, that's dangerous. And I think that, you know, um, that, that I think that that is, is something that is very um that is very sad, and and I think that sad. there needs to be very there needs to be something that that needs to be done about it, and, and whether it be awareness or policy mm-hmm. or um, things to protect these women. And um, it's always been, I think this re- this this uh, this theme, the sense that that men own women, that when mm-hmm. men uh, control women, and if they do something wrong, if they do something um, uh, 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 that that. Uh, uh, that they don't like, then then they're entitled to beat them to death or kill them or, you know, do something that is uh, is going to take their lives. So uh, that was very sad when I heard that news. And mm-hmm. um, these are, you know, as I said, these are young women, just millennial young women, just traveling, you know, to these foreign countries, and they're vulnerable, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting their... And, and they're losing their lives. So, um, so that's definitely um, news that has been concerning of concerning to me of late. Mm-hmm. And um, have um, you seen? Uh, have you heard uh, of this happening in the United States? Uh, this violence against Asian women. Yes, I'm sure that it, this mm-hmm. is definitely something that mm-hmm. is not new. And I think mm-hmm. that anywhere uh, that. A woman of uh, that's coming from a foreign country is vulnerable because, first mm-hmm. of all, she probably doesn't speak the language very well, and is easy to take advantage of. So I think that that is probably something that is not uncommon, and I, I think that that's another thing too, which leads me to uh, human trafficking. Sex mm-hmm. trafficking is another right. thing that's another issue that is under. 
that is underreported, and a lot of young women are getting sex trafficked as well. Mm-hmm. And oh, so yes, that's really. That's, but I'm you know, um, I have had Amy. You know, and we talk about this. I know from uh, learning about the Asian philosophies that they, the Asian philosophies have always taught peace and balance and harmony, actually causing some Asians to avoid confrontation when, you know, because of this. And so I know that I had to come to understand some of the Eastern philosophies and the impact on the Asian culture, which is Buddhism and Confu- uh, Confucianism and Taoism. What has happened with some of these main Eastern philosophies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is true. That is related to maybe some of these instances of violence, too, because they don't, uh, or, or just uh, these stereotypes that, uh, of Asian, um, the Asian community that we just kind of bow down and mm-hmm. we just uh, keep our heads down and just uh, avoid conflict. And I think it's more that we, like you said, uh, just want to just keep the peace. And um, we we just want to be group minded, and we don't want to stir trouble in general. And I think that that is overall the culture. And I think that that is um, something that might have worked against us, as far as you know, the bamboo ceiling and um, and and well, well, you don't want you don't want people to feel passive. Or indifferent or indecisive. But again, I'm trying to call upon, like, for us, for to me, for this whole world, for all of us, is to come to the realization of peace and balance and harmony. And how do we work that together? How do we we live in a community uh, of of peace and harmony between all different cultures? And how can you normalize that on your TV show for, you know, Asian Americans? How can you bring that aspect into uh, what you're doing? Because we all know that we have the challenges, but how can we, uh, those of us in media, bring something to the worldview of how we can establish that peace, that balance, that harmony? In In general? Yeah, I mean, because in media, my show Transformation for Success is talking about how do we transform people's lives? How do we move them from point A to B? And along that road, is it, for many people, it may be spiritual values. In some people, it may be something else. You know, but the thing is, is to how to transform people's lives for more. Because I believe that everyone wants peace. They want to feel that they matter. They want to feel that they're seen. Women want to feel, and men, they have a voice. So that, that's what I guess what I was kind of alluding to. How do we, in media, women, be able to convey some of this? And, and what are your plans to, to how to address some of these things? Yeah. Or will you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, in general, I think the platform in and of itself is mm-hmm. just to have, to, to continue to create content and to have guests on and to keep talking and having a conversation about these different topics is, um, and, and creating a dialogue um, and just raising awareness about that these, because sometimes people don't know that there's, this news going on or that there's this artist mm-hmm. or that there's this um, um, actor or actress. 
that's out there. And I think that the fact that there is, you know, um, media is very powerful to um, actually put that out there in the universe for people to see and view and hear is powerful in and of itself. And, um, and I think um, I, uh, to answer your, to also answer your previous question about young millennials in general, I think that there's this um, kind of misunderstanding that millennials are kind of like, oh, lazy and they don't really understand things and that mm-hmm. they don't really um, know a lot and all they want to do is just, um, you know, play on their phones and um, computers. But I think that my show will show that, you know, that there's a lot more depth to millennials and uh, to women and Asian Americans and to, like you said, normalize and, and to normalize these communities and, um, and in doing so to bring, um, I, I don't know if uh, I'll have uh, I have that much a focus on, on peace per se, but I think that uh, to have a show like this in and of itself is to um, create media and content in general to normalize these communities. I think that's really powerful, and I hope that that will help. I think it is um, powerful because to me, a part of peace is promoting um, that there that there are similarities more than differences, and allowing people to see that to have compassion for all human beings, and I think that's essential. And your show is showing women and men from the Asian communities and their lives again. And so I'm going to ask you a personal question too, though, Amy. What keeps you motivated personally? Well. I think it's just that I feel so passionate about this. Like, I just feel like, so I've never been so passionate about this for anything. (laughs) I I feel so passionate about this that I feel that it's just innate. You know, Uh I, it's just, you know, you ever felt so passionate about something that you just feel like you have to do it? Yes. It's one of those things, you know, it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It's a innate passion and desire that just keeps me motivated. It's this burning desire, this fire within me where I just really want to see more, um, more diversity in the media and especially okay. mainstream media because I grew up not seeing mm-hmm. many faces like mine on mm-hmm. um, mainstream media and I'm just... Um, and I really want to work towards that, and I really want to be that part of that voice, and I want to be that 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 voice for my community. I want to be a part of that movement and um, and raise awareness for that, and I really want to make uh, uh, be a part of that difference. And um, that's great. And that I really want wonderful. to create something and and I saw your website it's it's a, a young woman with a mission and a vision and I think that sums it up very nicely <laughs> and you are a young woman with passion I can feel that in your voice where can listeners watch your show and connect with you give me the link sure so right now my you can watch the episodes that I have right now on mm-hmm. my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Media, M-Y-L-I-U media. And also I'm going to start my newsletter soon for exclusive content. And that's uh, amyliu.com. 
And um, you can also connect with me on social media for the latest updates on my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm also on LinkedIn. So okay. that's Lou Media as well. That's YouTube.com backslash Amy Lou Media. Is that right? That's right. right. And uh, I'll be yeah. launching new uh, online interviews and a live show coming up soon. Great, great. Uh, Amy, I want to thank you so much, too, because you have, you're doing a lot. And I know the listeners have heard your heart uh, today and how we all should seek to help break down the walls of separateness among ethnicities, among women, among co-workers, family members, because I think there's a lot to do. There's a lot of work to be done, and I'm glad that there are young women like you and many others I know who are making a difference in their communities. So opening our hearts to develop true compassion for all human beings, I think it's essential for a commitment to service. And I believe this is Dr. B's belief that we're all placed here on this earth for service. So I want to wish you blessings, Amy, as you continue your work with Amy Presents. And I want to thank you for being on the show today and just really opening your heart. Thank you so much. And for you listening out there today, I want you to tune in next week as I'll have another interesting guest for you. And again, I want to remind you, Connect with Amy at youtube.com backslash Amy Lou, L-I-E-U media. She's also amylou.com. So be blessed, and I want you to have a very great week. Next week, I'll be back. I've got a great show for you then. So now, if you want to hear more from Dr. Barbara Young, I'm going to ask you to go to my television network, Transformation Success TV through the Voice America platform, and you can access that show at voiceamericatv.com. Check out all of those channels, particularly the Total Woman Show. So thank you for listening, and God bless all of you. Have a great week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.